0: And we are going very long today. I know this already. Welcome back to Active Discourse, where we talk about tech things and opposing sides of the tech industry. I'm Bo, and I've fallen even deeper down the Android rabbit hole recently. And I'm here
1: with my co-host, Brett. I'm an avid Apple user, and I'm very excited to dig into this Android rabbit hole that you have dug yourself into. It's getting deeper.
0: I can't find the bottom yet. But we're going to work on it
1: today. I have so many thoughts on this topic. I have done more research for this episode than I have done for any of the episodes so far. Now, it's only five episodes so far, but... Interesting. Wow. But we have to start with follow-up, so... Yeah, let's let's clean up
0: the the previous episodes. We talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming iOS versions and yeah. some things with the iPad and iPadOS, so where has that left us?
1: I think I can, yeah, I can kick this bad boy off, so iOS 13.1, when uh, last we spoke, iOS 13.1 was actually supposed to come out on the 30th of September. Apple moved that up, uh, I, what, to like the 25th or so? 26th of September? Like several days. And uh, just for perspective as well, Apple ultimately ended up releasing iOS 13.0 on a Thursday and released uh, iOS 13.1 on a Tuesday, the following Tuesday. So it had a weekend basically of life and then which case they updated it. So really hitting home the fact that iOS 13.0 and 13 just in general has been a buggy release and the iOS 13.1 releasing so quickly after 13.0, I firmly believe... Proves that Apple understands that thirteen has been so far a tire fire. Bit hiccupy Uh, yes. I'm I'm surprised, even
0: given that, that they pulled it out early. Anyway,
1: there's okay. So this leads into the next bit of follow up, which is that um, ATP discussed this at length. In their most recent episode, what, probably like the, I think it was the 2nd of October 2019, they discussed this in length uh, about all the different bugs. And I personally have seen these bugs. I've updated my iPad to iPad OS. I do use my iPad a lot, but it's not as mission critical as my iPhone is. And I've seen these bugs. Uh, I, honest to God, I have a bug that I have here that we can talk about, honestly, but. I am. I, I think we should just avoid it because ATP discussed it, and in conclusion of what they discussed, I'm actually feeling a little bit more peaceful about the fact that my iPhone will remain on 12, and I'm fine with iPad OS 13 on my iPad. My iPad, my iPhone will remain on iOS 12 for I think now several months. Basically, John, wow. at the end not at the end of at the end of the segment he very peacefully said that early adopters almost every single year for ios get to see all of the bugs and they help resolve those issues but if you don't buy your new iphone on day one or don't update to ios on day one and you wait like six months or so in general the experience is better by then so and that's That's it's pretty universal it's it's true and I think, so in, in the previous years, I have given grief to a few of my friends for not choosing to update on day one with older hardware. I I don't think it's the older hardware in this instance that is causing the issues, but uh, this year it makes sense. I'm not updating anytime soon on my iPhone. Eating your shoes a little bit. I think that this is wholly different, though, than previous years, because this is, honest to God, in my belief, the bulkiest version of iOS we've had ever. And I don't know. It's fine for 13 if you want to avoid it. iOS 12, it wasn't fine because iOS 12, honest to God, at this time last year was the best release of iOS ever made. And even now, so now, you know, a whole year later, it still remains to be my absolute favorite version of iOS ever made. So, you know, if you want to stay on 12, I don't see a problem with that. But on the opposite end of the world, when are you getting Android 10? Great question. <laughs> One that there is no firm answer so, to. So, real quick, let's remind the listeners what device you have. For your first device, your phone device, not your tablet, your phone device, what, uh, when is, that? what is that and when are you getting Android 10?
0: So I have a Galaxy S9 Plus right now. And there is no official info currently for any Samsung devices um, as as far as when Android 10 will be rolling out. The only info that I can find is that there's rumors of a beta program starting in late September. Oh, this seems later than normal. I think it's on par with... Um, last year but i wasn't as invested last year in how the uh update schedule was looking um because it, i had basically just gotten the s9 plus and um i think it was like the note series that was looking at an update um so i'm i'm thinking it's actually on par but that's based on some reading that i got from like sammobile.com okay com okay um th- there were a lot of devices though on the list which right now it, it's not an official release list it was uh essentially a leaked list uh that was just a bunch of devices that are looking at getting android 10 mm-hmm. and the obvious ones are on there the new notes and and the most recent uh s series phones a couple tablets things like that so yeah, there's there's nothing official right now. Um, I'd expect before the end of this year, maybe like uh, October, November, we'd we'd have more info, more info, but not likely updated by then. Probably not officially. I'm sure there will be a beta by October or before November. I should say during October, there there probably will be a beta cropping up. I will say though that Samsung has never been known for quickly updating their devices right they're they're kind of known to be uh, not the slowest but
1: they're they're definitely on the slow side that's partially why i asked so yeah i'm complaining about my updates that are coming too frequently and yours <laughs> aren't coming quick <laughs> enough <laughs> we could just find that sweet spot oh, I mean, man. that'd be great <laughs>
0: all right okay so that that kind of covers updates and mm. so getting into the topic of the day Ready for that?
1: I am ready for this. All right.
0: So I kind of maybe pulled the trigger and bought a Galaxy Tab S6. Yeah.
1: From my perspective, you basically, ma- the last time we recorded, you made that announcement, which was a surprise to me. And you basically had it in your shopping cart. <laughs> and as soon as we <laughs> logged off, you just clicked buy. <laughs> because i got you're a snap wrong. like the next day the next uh, week on i swear it was a tuesday or something like that and you're like guess what i got <laughs> <laughs> i'm pulling out of the box yeah. and <laughs> like, all right i guess we're recording sooner and we're not talking about the pixel <laughs> 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 okay so you got a tab s6 that's awesome i'm yeah excited and concerned so continue <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really entirely sure where to start. There's so much to unpack here. Um, All
1: right. So I think I, I want to ask the biggest question here is what is your goal for the S the tab S six? What do you want to use this for? Ultimately? Like I use, so just, you know, typecasting myself into this, I got rid of my laptop and replaced it with a iPad. I don't know if that's what you're trying to do here, but what are your goals with this thing?
0: I don't see myself doing that right now. Okay. Maybe maybe it could happen in the future, and we'll get into why a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But right now, I see this as a kind of in-between alternative to my phone and laptop. I don't see it replacing either one of them. Uh, the phone, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Just in terms of like the size of the display, there's things that, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to be able to pack as much onto it. Um, I, I see it as a more portable alternative to my laptop. So, uh, right now I use my laptop to, uh, remote to my desktop at home when I'm away and I can tap into things like my programming environment and, and, uh, use it when I'm away from home, the tablet, I could actually do the same thing. There's a, uh, I use team which is a mm-hmm. remote desktop client yep. and I could use that on my tablet and remote into my desktop. So there's opportunity for me to do that without carrying something as big as a, a laptop mm-hmm. while also being able to use my tablet for things like reading uh, media like YouTube or Netflix or uh, um note taking and just generally using mobile apps. Like you use your iPad more as like a, I'd say like a media creator Right. Yeah. So you, you do audio editing and, and uh, maybe a little video editing.
1: Now, that said, um, though, my iPad really truly is also a media consumption device as well because I use it a lot, like almost primarily for Reddit, really, in all technicality. But uh, pulling back the curtains a little bit, this whole podcast is edited on the iPad. So this is edited and essentially released on an iPad. other than the fact that recording and someday I do I am really really looking hard to figure out how I can record instead from the iPad as well so it is both a entertainment and a I'd say professional device
0: yeah and I absolutely would say that the Tab S6 can accomplish both of those things both both of them can do similar things Mm -hmm. my goals personally with the Tab S6 are not right now as creator oriented, then the question is like, what can it accomplish that my laptop can't like, why either would I not replace my laptop or why would I replace my laptop? And it's really down to like the mobile experience, Mm -hmm. like mobile apps have become so fluid that, um, things like my Reddit app, which on Android I use boost for Reddit Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, such a great app. I mean, I've got a screenshot or two uh, posted to you in our OneNote. And uh, there's there's one or two of Boost. And I just I really like the, the setup of it because it works well on a bigger screen. It's got the, uh, the feed on the left. And when you open a post, it opens on the right. And uh, being able to navigate it uh, with touch is very nice. Uh, as opposed to when I'm on my laptop or desktop and I'm using the Reddit website, Mm-hmm. which gets a lot of flack from people for their new redesign and everything. And I, I don't really have a problem with that, but I no. just really like the mobile apps for using
1: Reddit better. Yeah. So I, I agree. I personally do not use the Reddit website just in general does kind of suck.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's okay and I'll use it, but I much prefer using it, using Reddit through an app. Uh, so um, that's just kind of a specific example, but that generalizes across the whole ecosystem. So I, I, I just, I like using a lot of the apps mm-hmm. that are on Android. One kind of driving case for me actually, which may sound stupid was, uh, uh, for my fantasy football league, mm-hmm. there's an app that I use on Android called draft punk. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, I do. That's funny. It's super good. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> And I I use that to um, basically run my draft. So I add in my players and and keep track of everything, keep track of my team and my depth chart, whatever. And uh, I was doing it on my phone Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. And that was one thing that I just really saw myself like, man, it would be nice if I had a tablet I could just prop up and have the bigger screen, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's another kind of specific example.
1: For drafting, by the way, the last couple of years, I have exclusively drafted on my ipad it's a it was a good experience, so
0: yeah, that's what I'm looking forward
1: to doing, mm-hmm. so it's
0: good to know that someone else is enjoying that.
1: The biggest thing that I am concerned about for the Tab s sex is app support. Google basically has come out and said that chrome OS is the future of tablets that they're going to be developing essentially that they're not really doing... Well, first of all, they're not making their own tablet, and Samsung seems to be the only manufacturer that really is at all interested in releasing tablets, just in general. And so the thing that makes me concerned there is that the the screenshots you sent me are are nice. They look like phone phone apps blown up, though. They don't look like tablet apps. They look like phone apps blown up, just in my opinion.
0: I didn't run into anything where I was thinking that this seems like it could work better on a tablet display. Everything seemed like it was uh designed well enough for a tablet. There there were really there was kind of one app specifically. Like the Yahoo Fantasy Football app is mm-hmm. just not great. Um it it doesn't handle certain sizes well. Mhm. And I was kind of disappointed in that. Like, even on my phone, I think I run into it a couple times where I'm like, I have this quarter-inch area to scroll. Like, just get rid of the other stuff when I'm trying to look at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's like it's just not designed uh, for displaying the right things in the right way. Most of the other apps um, that I use are are designed very well. Um the uh, the Samsung apps are all obviously very good. Um, Samsung Notes works really well on this tablet. Yeah. Uh, Samsung Internet uh, kind of displays like a, a desktop version of the browser would with the tabs um, across the top under the address bar. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. The file manager is actually Samsung's file manager is actually really nice. It's called My Files and. Mm-hmm you you get a side by side of two different folders i think and and or a sidebar and you can uh drag files back and forth between them to move and and um it gives you access to cloud drives your sd card it's actually very nice mm-hmm. i still use a third party but
1: <laughs> the uh samsung's file manager was actually very good so how many other third party apps do you use uh, so samsung apps notwithstanding, because that does make sense that Samsung's app should be pretty good. How about non-Samsung apps? How many of them do you use?
0: So, OneNote uh, performs pretty well. It's designed actually quite nicely. And the pen is really nice to use within OneNote. So, uh, I played around with that a little bit, but then I found I wasn't sure if OneNote could convert handwriting to text, so that's when I started writing in Samsung notes because I knew that that could take your handwriting and convert it to text. That yeah, makes sense. Um so OneNote does work very well with the pen. Things like uh, uh Flamingo, which is a Twitter app on Android, mm-hmm. that works uh very similar to the Boost for Reddit app. Uh puts the feed on the left and and the post expanded on the right when you open one. Yeah. Um Discord is another one that I think was uh, very nice. My texting app Pulse is phenomenal. Oh. I really like this messaging app because on Android we don't get the benefits of iMessage. Not, yeah. you know, we we don't get to text on multiple devices and just have it figure it out and and work. So Pulse, if I use it on my phone and my um, tablet and my desktop, It it's able to sync up all my text messages and I can text and, and stuff from any device where I use the app. So it, it gives me a kind of a iMessage-like experience. So a, cu- a couple other things. Uh, I know there's a lot of different kind of top competing drawing apps, yep. but uh, one that I tried out was called Artflow. Mm-hmm. And that one, I'm not you know, I'm not someone who draws on my tablet or anything yet, but it does have really nice drawing, sketching, painting features,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I uh, I did notice that uh, compared to some things that I saw with the iPad, there's a little bit of a lag uh, behind the pen on the Tab S6. Mm-hmm. It's not super significant, but if you're observant, you're going to see it. Sure. Um, but in, for drawing and stuff, it's very nice. Uh, it's There's a couple different pen tips that are included uh, that you can swap out. And uh, one of them gives a little bit more drag. So it makes it less like drawing on glass. Mm-hmm. It gives it a little bit more friction. Uh, Lightroom I tried. And that has a pretty good tablet interface. Uh, it, it almost seems like it's better than i would have expected like Mm -hmm. man it's 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 like an adobe app that you'd expect on a desktop it's got uh the libraries and shared albums and stuff and uh it's very much like the opening screen to a lot of the new creative cloud apps and the editing experience itself is super intuitive uh divided into sections with a whole bunch of uh, sliding scroll bars and, So it does uh, look like presets. that uh,
1: on that app specifically that if you were to load that onto your phone that it would give you a very different experience on your phone versus on your tablet, right?
0: Yeah, I believe it would. Yeah. I can't imagine how this interface would work on a phone. There's just okay. they're using space very efficiently on the tablet and I don't think that would work on a phone the way that they're doing it here. Okay. Did you ever
1: load up one note on your phone yes and how much different does it look on your phone versus how much different does it look like on your tablet
0: on the phone you basically get a much more simplified Mm -hmm. note pad like just a page yep it's not nearly as um nested yep as the desktop or tablet versions so you get the kind of multiple sidebars and you can
1: yeah. kind of drill down and get to the page that you're looking for. Okay. Yeah, perfect. No, that sounds good. Basically, the big the big thing that I noticed when I was I I gave the Pixel 3A a shot earlier this year is that I did not like the OneNote experience because it felt a little it felt a little clunky on on Android, but yeah, it's much that, less claustrophobic on a tablet. Yeah. And it's it's pretty smooth on iPhone, but the big difference between iPhone and iPad is the fact that it's very easy to basically tell the tablet, I always want to keep a sidebar open on screen. Whereas, obviously, on the phone, the sidebar is gone. And I would just be nervous that Microsoft, a very big developer for Android, would say, and eh, just scale it up. And so, then, in which case, on a tablet, which has more screen real estate to the point where you can have those sidebars available at all times. If you want to see them that they would just not really put in the effort and say, just stretch it. And I don't care if it has more screen real estate. Great. You can just see your one document more. So it doesn't sound like that's the case. So that's good. And honest to God, like that's the, that's the big driving factor that I see out of iOS apps on iPads where the developers that at least I've dug into they all understand what makes a good tablet uh, experience on my iPad I'm expecting basically to have more customizable experiences whereas on the iPhone it's more drilled down into single view get as much detail on the screen as possible and get rid of the extraneous whereas the iPad has the capability to show all the extraneous stuff and I think, I guess it sounds like honestly, from your perspective that the app experience on Android tablets has been fine, but I, uh, yeah. I'm i just so concerned that people just won't care about it within two years. I, I don't know. I feel like people have been saying that already for
0: years. True. And that if, if that was true, then this tablet wouldn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, uh, at some level there is a higher level of quality for tablet apps on apple at some level but it's perfectly acceptable on android and maybe there's just a little bit more of digging that you have to do to find a specific app that works well for your kind of mental model on on the tablet screen for android
1: well that's honestly uh, the biggest thing that i'm the most nervous about, and we will probably continue to hit on that nervousness over the course of the rest of this conversation. So let, let's talk about the hardware. Let's talk about the pen. What are your opinions on the pen?
0: All right. So just generally the hardware is really well built. Mm-hmm. This thing is a, just it's so, it feels so good to hold. Um, It's like, i think i wrote this in our notes somewhere like i was i felt like when i got this thing i i was that dude in a commercial like smiling like an idiot wearing a sweater vest sitting (laughs) on my sofa swiping away on my black mirror slate and like drinking a starbucks (laughs) and like it's just man it's it's a joy to use (laughs) and hold um but the the pen placement is uh for those who don't know it attaches to the back of the device there's a, a slight cavity it's magnetic and the pen uh it's it's very good magnetics i mean it's perfectly strong i mean it's not too strong you can't rip the pen off but it's it slides into place very easily um but it is on the back of the device which can be a little bit awkward like, I did find myself kind of, when I went to pick up the device in portrait mode or whatever, I would kind of knock the pen, and a couple of times it did fall off. That's so strange. So, it's a little bit of an issue, but you can attach the pen to a couple of the other sides of the device. You don't have to put it on the back. It does magnetically attach to one or two other spots on the device. However, it does not charge there. The pen has a battery in it for Bluetooth connectivity that allows you to do things like air gestures and, and maybe some other things uh, with the device, like remote control.. Yeah. Um, but you can still use the pen when the battery's dead as a pen. You just you won't be able to use gestures, remote control, whatever. So it, it didn't be, seem like as much of an issue then, and it became less of an issue once I got a case. 'Cause it kind of leveled it off and gave the pen more of an enclosure to sit within. And I haven't knocked it off or anything since then. Um and it's it's kind of nice to just reach into that bigger cavity to grab the
1: pen mm-hmm. and pull it out. Yeah, that that's the same thing that I read uh, a couple of reviews on as well, that the the pen placement is a little strange. So honest to God I wouldn't be surprised if they do more of an iPad Pro or Surface Pro like implementation during the next generation. It, it, I'm happy that they did something different because you know we need to test these things, we need to try these things, and mm-hmm. you know when you try things, sometimes it doesn't work. So, but you know, yeah. it's it's obviously there's a uh, size limitation.
0: They have to fit all this hardware into this chassis. Mm-hmm. But I really would love to see them do the Note route and get the pen inside the device.
1: Yes, that's a great idea. And I, I think really, they
0: really it. would love it if they did that.
1: Yeah, I think they can, honest to God, find the space for it. So uh, that or, you know, if they make the pen, because it looks like it's a pretty big pen, actually. It looks like a real size pen. I,
0: uh, I mean, yeah, it compares pretty well to, uh, to a regular pen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's slightly more rectangular. It's not round. It's not as round as like the Apple Pencil, I think. Or Apple Pen.
1: Apple Pencil, and, you uh, got it right. Is it is pencil? Yep, okay. It's <laughs> um the
0: uh I think the Apple Pencil is actually bigger, but I haven't had both of them in front of me, so I'm not sure. That's just based on what I've looked at. That changes today.
1: <laughs> Which yeah. won't be rec- I mean, I at least I think so. I'm coming over to your house before we go see star wars tonight and allegedly allegedly <laughs> can't place can't place us don't don't <laughs> pigeonhole me where i'm going tonight yeah so i mean i, I intend to bring my ipad over as well yeah I, hurrah.
0: i'm really i really do want to compare them because yeah. i've just kind of had these you know youtube videos that i've seen where they've brought in an ipad or something to compare it to and i didn't really look at an in-depth comparison of just the pens yeah so Uh, I'm curious to see the size difference, shape difference and things like that. I'm also
1: curious to compare the keyboard covers as well. Isn't that quite the transition, huh? So you got a keyboard cover with this thing as well. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Ah, (laughs) that doesn't sound great.
0: Just, I mean, no, like someone who wants the keyboard cover is going to love it. Yep. It's it was great. the The keyboard itself is is perfectly good. the The touchpad is very nice. It's got a nice click to it. Uh, it's multi touch. The keys have fairly good travel on them. It's uh, pretty comfortable to type on. I didn't really have any complaints there. my My main issue with this was that when I bought the tablet, I bought it. As a bundle, the the tablet with the keyboard cover, and um, it gave me the keyboard cover at a fair discount. But the cover had a delayed shipping estimate. So I got the tablet first and was really thinking, man, like I'd I'd like to take this tablet to the gym or something, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that if I don't have a case. So I bought another case on Amazon for like 15 bucks. I disagree
1: with that notion, by the way, going caseless, you can go caseless. I go caseless with my iPads for the last three years and it's been fine, but going noted. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I ended up really liking the case that I bought, which was more of a kind of a portfolio. It kind of, it wraps around a little bit and then the flap magnetically closes just around the other side. And, uh, compared to, and then I I got the keyboard cover, and comparing to, uh, I just, I really liked the portfolio case being able to wrap around the side, and give a little bit more coverage to the device, and uh, the portfolio case also has a little hard kind of insert, so the keyboard cover on the other hand is basically two flaps, it doesn't wrap around completely, so for someone who's kind of purely using, or not purely, but who would be using this more as a productivity device um, where they'd be typing a lot, mm-hmm. which I may or may not end up doing, the the keyboard cover is going to be one of their favorite accessories for this thing. Yeah. It's... It really was great. It just it didn't seem to give the value to me that I thought it would having it in hand. If, if you're going to be using Dex mode on this thing, the, the keyboard cover is going to be your best friend.
1: I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So my use of the keyboard on my iPad has honestly dramatically changed since we have been doing this podcast. And honest to God, I consider it now a critical creative component to the iPad, um, so as I mentioned before, this podcast is 100% edited on iPad, and I, I, you know, I load up the files that you send me through Google Drive. I load up the files uh, onto my OneDrive, load them up into Ferrite. and Ferrite has keyboard shortcuts, and just like Adobe, what audition? Audition, sorry. Audition, Yeah, where you can, you know, most professionals who are editing music, just like, you know, most professionals who edit Photoshop or photos and videos and whatnot, they aren't, they're using the mouse, but they're also using the keyboard. And iPad OS has supported keyboard shortcuts now for a couple generations. I actually want to believe it goes all the way back to iOS 9. And they've gotten rich and so rich to the point actually where each app that wants to support keyboard shortcuts can also support custom keyboard shortcuts. So I have edited all of the keyboard shortcuts in Ferrite to be ergonomically friendly to my hands as I'm editing the podcast. And honest to God, it's, it's amazing because I don't need to ever touch the screen while I'm editing this very podcast that we're talking on right now. I don't ever need to touch the screen and it's fast it's really fast and it's an amazing experience it it feels so i i am aware of photoshop i use photoshop a lot and it feels exactly like that where it's just an extension of my hand i know i need to pause play i know i need to trim i know i need to cut i know i need to do whatever all these things it's just natural Boom, boom 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 it's fast and it's great And that is why the keyboard is essential to me. And honest to God, I do not have the faith that Android apps would have nearly that much support on them.
0: Here's, here's my question though. So the, the keyboard that you have and use with your iPad, that's a keyboard cover. Yeah. It's the keyboard cover from, so it attaches Mm -hmm. the keyboard attaches to the
1: device. Yeah. It's magnetically attached. Yes.
0: So, The thing that I faced was I like that the keyboard attaches to the device, but at the same time, for as much as I personally would be using the keyboard, I could get a Bluetooth keyboard Mm. for much cheaper, and then it's not always attached to the device, which for me, like, if I want to take my tablet to the gym, I don't really need to bring a keyboard Right. If it's on the keyboard cover, like it's not going to be a big deal. It's attached to the device, it folds over, whatever. But still, it, that was something that I kind of considered for my personal use case. And I did end up doing that. I picked up on Amazon a, a Bluetooth keyboard just so I have one that's separate that I can bring if I need it. Yeah. And with the portfolio cover that I have, if I set that up as a stand, I can put the keyboard down in front of it and I get essentially the same experience. Yeah, I just I don't have a touchpad.
1: So your keyboard Trails. is magnetically attached and um I'm going to try not to bring my own luck too much into this cuz this is kind of a review between iOS and Android OS here, but I got really lucky with the purchase that I bought. I bought my iPad used and I got a killer deal on it. But so I got the keyboard case with it and it's magnetically attached and when I go to the gym I pull the keyboard case off. I don't bring the keyboard case with me to the gym. And it's magnetically attached. It's fast. It's easy. And I leave the keyboard case on my desk.
0: Yeah. So you could do that with the Tab S6 yep. keyboard cover. Yep. The keyboard does attach separately, but the backside would still be attached. Mm-hmm. Or it. You know it should be. It's it's kind of weird because it's got an adhesive on it. Oh, that's very strange. It also has magnets to attach, but it does have adhesive. And I've actually seen some complaints that like uh, it doesn't hold well. And I think it's partly it's partly because people aren't
1: attaching it firmly enough, (laughs) um, which is a problem. Adhesive is a killer to me. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. But yeah,
0: and that was another consideration. Like I like this other. Cover that I got, and I did like the keyboard cover, but I couldn't switch between them because one, like the official keyboard uh. cover, has adhesive. You know, uh. like I can't just if I keep taking it on and off, that's not going to work out well. Yeah, because I can. So I
1: consider the swap ability to be like a selling feature of it.
0: Yeah, if if you were to just use the keyboard cover exclusively, and you had no interest or or use for alternative covers, then. It's a great option, mm-hmm. but if you have any inkling that you might want to take it off, then it's not going to work out yeah. yeah that that was a bit of a drawback for me, so sure. I had to weigh that a little bit and I, I don't that was another thing that makes me think that I don't know if it's worth what I'm putting into it, yeah.
1: So can you still use Dex with the uh, non- Samsung keyboard? Yes, okay. So tell you me, you can even
0: you can use Dex mode even when you don't have a keyboard hooked up. Okay, so you can activate it any time. Tell me what you think about Dex. Oh, it's spectacular.
1: <laughs> okay, great.
0: Now we're getting into the meat of the conversation.
1: <laughs> wow, fifty minutes
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for listeners, this is what you've been waiting for. Uh-huh. Okay, so Dex. No, I mean, it's so good. It's like. Ah, I I really have to try not to oversell it because it's just really cool. Um, it completely changes the way you think about your tablet. Like it, it transforms it into more like Chrome OS or desktop.
1: So I'm looking uh, at platform. a screen. One of the screenshots that you have here, which um, it has three windows on it. it. Looks like you have the music app that is pretty. It's there, but pretty well minimalized. Uh, it looks like you're editing a photo. It looks like you had Android up. Um, floating windows. I mean, it looks, honest to God, like Linux. It looks like Linux, which is fine. So that's interesting.
0: It's great. Uh, you, you can open any number of freeform windows and minimize them, uh, rearrange them, yeah. uh, whatever size you want. And pretty much every app I opened handled it just fine. Uh, y- you might expect that these are apps that were built for a phone or a tablet. So how are they going to handle the resizing samsung's had this freeform window thing for years on their phones and and tablets and uh, so it's it's not strictly speaking new the new thing here is that you can open any number of them and put them side by side in any real arrangement and it's got a kind of a bar along the bottom that has your recent apps and your clock and navigation bar and, yeah. and all that stuff
1: on the bottom. It looks like the taskbar in Windows, honestly. Yeah, it's just very close. It's just broken up um, into sections, essentially.
0: The, the, the thing that I would like to see is that it's kind of too cluttered on the bottom.
1: That is very cluttered. I like
0: to see it, like, I'm not using most of that stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. So I'd like to see that go away when I'm not doing things. Oh, it doesn't go away. With okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't find a way to i mean some of it you can minimize or expand or whatever but i do believe the screenshot that you're seeing there i think that's about as minimal as it gets which
1: is not very minimal i'd I'd like to see them minimize it here's a crazy question so do you use gestures to navigate through this thing or do you need to click the little home button the back button the multitasking button in the what lower right hand corner do you need to use those in order to really like navigate
0: Uh, no so I mean you can use a mouse in this whole thing
1: yeah I'm thinking gestures though if you want to if so you just kind of dug into this by saying that you don't need the mouse in order to use this and this seems like maybe this seems like the best interface honestly for a unique tablet like this honestly
0: Um, and if you just use this always gestures I didn't play around with that yet I'm not sure if there is a gesture system in there Most Android apps um, have controls within them that you can navigate, but if you do notice on the window frame, Mm -hmm. um, where they have the close and minimize buttons, there's a back button on the top left of every single window. I see that. Yeah. Okay. So you can use that to go back, which is very similar to how uh, the new Windows apps are working. Yeah. On Windows, the, the new universal Windows apps that are in the Microsoft Store, those... Work kind of the same way. They have a back button in the top left, and the window controls in the top right. Sure. So it's it's a very uh, kind of consistent paradigm, yeah. or at least one that people will be used to. So you can use the buttons in the bottom left. You have your usual navigation buttons, uh, back, home, and recents. But you can control it elsewhere too. Like you can use the buttons in the in the app itself, the button on the window frame, or use a mouse and kind of
1: go all over the place i'd also be curious just kind of digging into that uh look there so if you were to click the back button on your music player what do you think you would see um because currently that window so i'll paint a word picture for our friends listening in right now that window is a very long rectangular window and you should really just look at the album art right now by the way but um at the top there most of the Window, the long rectangular window is taken up by the title of the song you're listening to. There's a small sliver of what looks like album art, and then the rest of the uh, player, the rest of the window is taken up by the media control. So the pause, play, back, forward, thumbs up, uh, repeat, shuffle. And, but there's a back right. button up at the top there. And I think that your song picker, which I believe would be what you'd ultimately go back to, would be that very small sliver. I think that yes. that's what you would say. You are correct. So
0: <laughs> I minimize that window like that for the screenshot. And
1: that makes, and that makes a lot of sense, you know,
0: if, because, because I'm just playing yeah. music. I was just in my thumbs yeah. up playlist. So I can see the name of the song. I can go back and forth. I can pause, play, thumbs up, whatever. If I were to want to, if I wanted to interact with that app further, I would probably just hit the maximize button temporarily mm-hmm. and then do what I needed to do. And then... Um, oh, restore okay. it or unmaximize
1: it, bring it back to that small size. So if you maximize it, obviously that'll maximize it and make it take up the full screen. But if you click that maximize button again, it should shrink it back down to that size and in that position, right? Correct. Oh yeah, that's nice. Okay. So yes, you are
0: right that if I were to hit the back button right there yeah. or try to go to a different screen, it probably would not look useful at all. Yeah. But I thought of it as a little, like most desktop players on on windows like they'll have a mini player feature that yeah. shrinks it down and puts it somewhere on your screen so that that's kind of what i was thinking it
1: totally is you're absolutely correct this is just such a this screenshot is just absolutely fascinating to me and it's just i mean it makes sense from a uh, mac os perspective because i can i kind of have that kind of screen up on my screen right now where i have the sh- our show notes and then i have three Uh, screenshots up our discord up the you know just all sorts of different freeform windows but i'm just obviously i can picture it on my ipad but it's just something that is just not even in the universe of ipad os not even not even close the the windows are not freeform like that at all and i mean for better or worse i i prefer it that way just because of the fact that it allows for a very consistent user experience and it honest to God, it's probably easier to develop for as well, because just mm-hmm. my very brief experience learning development, you can queue up like all the different window possibilities. I could probably count in my hand for how many different window sizes essentially you can get.
0: You're going to need a lot more hands for an Android. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's just part of having the kind of different thoughts behind yeah. it. Apple's strategy versus yeah. Android's, which is Android's gonna be on as many devices as possible, which is like yeah. no screen, big screen, small screen, four screens. <laughs> like it's yeah. just it's getting insane and it's really growing by the day. So yeah. I really gotta give it up to developers who spend time on Android because uh I know I'm pretty sure a lot of the tools uh help you kind of design design that responsiveness, but yeah, it's sure. it's gotta be complex.
1: So the other thing that I've heard about DeX is that it's basically Samsung's take on Chrome OS. How much experience do you have with Chrome OS by the way? Just digging into that real quick. I haven't actually used Chrome okay. OS,
0: but I've looked into it a fair amount.
1: So the pen notwithstanding, essentially this does look a lot like Chrome OS. It probably works mm-hmm. very, similar very similar to it as well. So but you know, if this device was offered in Chrome OS as well as Android. I, I don't know how much different there would be here. I don't know if there's a I question. I think the difference outside. is
0: that you can run this in either mode.
1: True. Yeah.
0: You can, you can use this in Dex mode or you can use it in regular tablet mode and just have, you know, apps work more as f- uh, full screen or yeah. uh, side by side. So Dex mode is for really when you want to just have multiple windows free form, or if you want to, uh, switch quickly between stuff and
1: um, have things visible yeah. at the same time. So, do you plan on using uh, Dex mode basically primarily?
0: I would say no. Oh, um, I will use it a lot, but I think primarily I'll be in like tablet mode. Uh, I, yeah. The one thing I do want to say though is that I really, really wish that I could hook up the tablet to my desktop with the USB cable and use Dex on Windows like you can with the note 10 that's not currently available on the tab s6
1: do you know if they're running similar processors the note 10 and the tab s6 yeah do you know if they're running like the exact same processors
0: the tab s6 has a snapdragon 855 let me look at let me look up note 10 i don't remember what the note 10
1: had Uh, it's very possible they're the same so the note 10 processor is all right so note 10 and note 10 plus both use 855 all right yeah it's just that that frustra- the that limitation right there might well be the most frustrating thing that i think i've seen possible on the android world honestly
0: yeah, I can give them a little bit of leeway why? right now just because the Note 10 just came out with that feature. So, yes, it should be here, but I'm really hoping that they're
1: planning to bring it here. I, I don't. There's no reason why they shouldn't. They're like the same product, essentially, just one's dramatically yeah. bigger and not a phone. It It drives me nuts that they essentially have the same specs, and yet... You know, one has this. But there's other reasons to do it aside
0: from strictly being able to support it, like making sure that it works correctly. Because up until the Note 10, there was a DEX mode already, but you couldn't use it just over a USB cable. That's a very new feature. And it ties in more closely with Windows and Mac OS. So you can open Windows, Android apps as separate windows on your desktop. So I can see why it could be limited.
1: I, I, I don't see why, though, because they both have USB-C. They both have the same processor, so it's not like one has more power than the other. But I,
0: I don't necessarily think it's a technical reason they're limiting it for. It could be that we want to make sure that this works and that people um, give us good feedback or whatever. there's going to
1: be less people using the, the Tab S6 than there will be using the Note 10. Honest, so if they want to use the Note 10 as a K, uh, test bed to get more feedback... You know that's going to get more feedback, but why limit it to the the Tab S6 as well? Like, if they're just looking for I feedback first, test it on the Tab S6 first because there's going to be less people using it, and they can get a more controlled sample of people who actually use it.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not sure that that's why. That's I just I I'm able to yeah. give them a little bit of leeway in my mind, um, unless they continue to not give me decks on desktop, then I'll be
1: pissed. <laughs> but. I also don't think that it's... I don't know how big of a deal this feature is. It just... It seems like... I mean, not really. It's not that important, okay. honestly. If it's not important. Because you whatever. can use decks on the
0: tablet just fine. The, the real... The only thing you're getting out of this feature is, is being able to plug your tablet into your windows desktop or your macOS desktop and using Android apps as windows next to all the rest of your windows on your desktop. That could be, that could be nice. It's not going to, I mean, I don't feel like that gives you all that much, unless you're like really dying to put the mobile Instagram next to your desktop Chrome browser. I don't
1: know, man. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's a cool feature. I just don't think it's a killer thing that like, it just doesn't make any sense to me that it doesn't, that the Note 10 has it, but the Tap S6 doesn't. But,
0: you know, it is. I'm with it you on that. It should be there. Yeah. I just, I'm willing to give them a little bit more time before I get angry at them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, yeah, I, I agree. Dex does look unique. It's not, it's definitely not something that I personally prefer, obviously, but I, I'm happy that it exists. So, miscellaneous thoughts. Final thoughts on the Tab S6. So, value. What do you think on value?
0: Super happy with the value. The, the storage is a big reason why. And we've talked about this in, I think, several of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the storage on the, the Tab S6, you get 128 gigs in the base model and 256 gigs on the slightly more expensive model. And both of them support micro SD expansion up to at least one terabyte. Yeah, that's good. So I already had a 64 gig micro SD card that I've just had sitting around. And so I got the 128 gig model dropped in the 64 gig model or micro SD. Bam. I got like a whole bunch of storage and I could get a whole bunch more. So that that's a kind of a big reason why. And that's on top of like Dex mode and being able to use this thing, like a smaller, more portable laptop yeah. and also using it as a tablet, uh, as a reading device with a backlight, which my older Kindle does not have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of things that I'm really happy with here for value. All the apps that I use on a daily basis work really well on this thing. And I have no complaints at all. Well, that's good. Reading on it, It's very nice. Uh, the, the software itself, um, Samsung software, has come such a long way the multitasking is just great like uh this is one thing we didn't really touch on it's multitasking outside of dex mode oh yeah so uh, i know one thing you were asking about was the the dock that i had mentioned Mm -hmm. that's not the same as the dock on the home screen the the dock that's on the bottom of the home screen or the side of the home screen depending on rotation Mm -hmm. is apps that you can configure like you put your apps there that you want quick access to yeah the one on the side, you can also configure them, but by default, it's your most recent apps, I believe. Oh. And you can... Yeah, it's your recents, and then you can edit them and put your own in there as favorites if you want.
1: Can you have a combination of the two? So, like, I want to see yes. these always, and then, in which case, also the most recent as well? Yes. All right, that's cool.
0: So you can, you can slide that tray out from anywhere. If you tap on the app... It'll open in side-by-side mode. Yep. If you drag it out, you can pull it into its own window. And there's a, a button on the bottom of it you can tap to, to just look through all your apps. So you can quickly get to any app on your device and pull it out into its own window or put it side-by-side with the app you're currently in. So the multitasking is like spot on. One thing that's like a minor kind of gripe that I had, kind of just because I was... Trying to put stuff together for this episode was. I can't seem to get the hardware key combo to take a screenshot to work. <laughs> really, it's ridiculous. Really? Like, it's just power down and volume, but that only opens the power menu for me. <laughs> I think it's a side effect of them kind of changing the way the power menu works on their newer devices. They put a power button in the drop, the uh, status bar drop down. Yeah, and you can turn the device off from there. And you, I think, like because they're they kind of merged Bixby with the power button. Yeah. And so I I tried for like yeah. an hour <sighs> just to take a damn screenshot. Oh god. And I ended up having to do uh workarounds like um if you have the pen out, there's a, a button that opens or like a not a button, but a I guess it's kind of a button that mm-hmm. opens uh, shows up on the side of your screen. It's called air command and you pull up that menu and it gives you some options like uh, smart select, which you can use to um, select just a, s- a small part of your screen to take a screenshot or um, AR doodles is in there right on calendar. And there's an option for screen, Write, Which just takes a snapshot of your whole screen and then you can write on it. Hmm. And I ended up having to do that and just not write on it and save it as a screenshot. I don't know what the thing that is there, because everything I searched for said I should be able to just do volume down and power to take a screenshot. I I don't know why it was such a a big problem. Yeah,
1: that doesn't make any sense to me, because the gesture is nearly identical for iOS. It's uh, the sleep-wake button and volume up. So, ooh, it's so different. Yeah, like every device I've ever used has used the same combo. It's instantaneous, works 100% of the time.
0: Yeah, and I've never had a problem before. Like my S9+, plus, I I use the same combo, and it takes a screenshot just fine. So, I don't know. That's that's kind of a minor thing that I'm running into. Sure. (laughs) But then again, after this episode, I probably won't be taking that many screenshots. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay. Okay, so let's let's dig into the alternatives huh you have spoken (laughs) you have spoken very nicely about this tablet and it does sound like this is definitely something that you want to keep oh yeah but i honest to god can't get this out of my head so first things first how many years would you like to have this thing and be okay with the value that you spent on it how many years do you need to use this thing in order for it to be considered a good purchase
0: i at least two okay uh given that it still hangs in there because obviously i've only had this for what like a week exactly two years
1: two years from purchase right so that's that's the ballpark essentially
0: obviously there's a lot of things that can come up while you're using a device god forbid the battery just starts to die (laughs) you know things like that but currently, yeah, I, I could see myself using this for several years.
1: Yeah, I, I know a lot of folks who buy iPads buy them to last three to five years. And so if you were, it, it does change things if you're only expecting to, you know, maybe not necessarily expecting because you could probably use it for several, several years. But if two years is the ballpark where you're like, I got the good value out of it. And if you decide to move on in two years, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. So that's, that's a good metric. I know though that some people choose to buy tablets and expect them to last as long as same sometimes a desktop. So, and iPads can do that. I have an uh, iPad air that just recently went out of service in our home. And we've had that since 2013. So, you know, I had a roughly six year life. Uh, the, and obviously the metric that I'm thinking about there is, just general lifespan of android on a tablet os whether or not really any further development even goes into tablet version of android but it sounds like all the apps that you use are overall okay so what are other things that would not come along with you to ipad if you were to get an ipad instead of this so phone and messaging we've already talked about that it's not coming along what else what other features go between or sync between your Samsung phone and your tablet that are not tied to universal apps. So Google Drive for example, you can get Google, Google Drive. It's a it's a perfectly mm-hmm. fine third-party app that's available on iOS. That would work perfectly fine. What other functions do you doubt will work perfectly fine on iPad OS versus Android?
0: Some of it's just like particular apps. Oh, okay. like I really like the Reddit app that I use. Um, You have the same thing on the other side. I think you have a Reddit app that you really like on Apple. Yep. So I really like the Reddit app that I have. I'm really, I I like some of the um, alternatives to apps like Facebook. Like, I don't use Facebook ever, and I recommend that no one ever use it again. Right, right. (laughs) You know, but... I I keep it just because there are some people that I wouldn't ever talk to if I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I have a third party alternative to that called Swipe, mm. and um, that's one that I really enjoy. So some of it's just kind of these gems that that are either alternatives to official apps or are front ends to websites or something that are just really nice that I don't think would carry over, or I'd have to find a similar one on on the Apple platforms. Yeah. I think now, like I, have started to like some of the Samsung stuff, especially because they have Samsung Flow, which is uh, kind of a syncing thing between another Samsung device, well, between two Samsung devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so that lets you even make calls and stuff from your tablet uh, if you have a Samsung phone. Yep the uh, the customizability of Android, uh, being able to have a different launcher with uh, customizable gestures on the home screen, or different widgets, uh, rearranging things. Uh, so some of that is just kind of the way it's been between Apple and and Android. Yeah, okay. as personal preference. Because uh, yeah, if you like that know,
1: multi-window experience. Um...
0: Yeah, the multi-window Dex. Man, I, I mean, iPad OS is getting really good with with multitasking too. But Dex mode is is really great, and that's. That would be something I think I would miss when I start to use it more.
1: Okay. So, the the flip side of the coin. So, iPad is a very different approach to a laptop replacement. The Surface Pro is the obvious other alternative as well, where the the very difference here is that it's much more laptop like than it is tablet like, really. Um, right from the video that I saw of MKBHD recently using a Surface Pro in his example he actually was using Explorer in split screen with I don't know what the other app was but I saw him interacting with Explorer and that just gave me a visceral negative reaction of uh, why do people <laughs> do that? That looks terrible um, I, I think the thing that really drove me nuts was the fact that you had to double click on a folder in order to go into it and I don't know if that's a requirement because that's an option even on desktop Windows. You okay. can
0: set it to double click so into folders.
1: So I think the default option then is double click because that's or, what sorry, he was doing. Yeah, you can, you can set it as a single click to open a folder. Sure. I think. That Um, just seems so unsettling because I couldn't believe. Like I was watching him, and I saw his thumb double click. I'm like, "Why is he double clicking? That doesn't make any sense to me." And I was like, "Oh, that's right. That's how Windows works." Yeah, it's just. Oh no. (laughs) Or or Mac, yeah, and Mac does too, right? But I can't imagine double clicking the desktop paradigm on a tablet. I can't imagine double clicking anything on my iPad. If I click, if I touch it, it goes. I know Surface is definitely the most obvious other alternative other than mac but here's the other thing that immediately that i understand about you in this situation is that you're not looking to replace your laptop you're looking to kind of add an additional step between your phone and your laptop and i honestly think that the surface is much more of a laptop replacement than even an ipad is because it's it's running laptop software.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely on stuff like the File Explorer on Windows with touch. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Seems weird. <laughs> I might still even get a Surface Pro as a replacement to my laptop, but I don't think that I would
1: do it as a more tablet-oriented device. So yeah, it, if both devices were due for replacement at the exact same time, would you replace them with one device, or would you still probably consider replacing them with two different devices?
0: right now, no. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to answer a two-part question with just no.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: no, uh, I, uh, I, I think Windows is improving a lot in terms of being usable as a touch interface in a few years, maybe if they are able to blend that kind of desktop paradigm with tablets and touch interfaces, then maybe I would. But right now, I don't think Windows is there uh, for a, kind of a purely touch-based yeah. operating system, but I think at some point maybe I could consider it consider it because, yeah, it would be nice to be able to use some of the same apps mm-hmm. on
1: everything. I'm going to address something real quick. So we don't live in a vacuum right now where we do know about the Surface Neo and Surface Duo. We're just kind of saving them. <laughs> you can't currently buy those, and you are in yeah. the return window for your, uh, your Tab S sex. So you can't currently buy that. So honest to God, I would consider the Surface Neo or the Surface Duo as... probably the second generation honestly as something that would replace your tab s6 in several years down the line because it just doesn't exist right now even though we know about it so
0: yeah and we're gonna cover those devices at some point yeah
1: yeah we'll talk about them i think so so the surface doesn't really appeal to you outside of the fact that it's you know it's a nice device but it probably doesn't scratch the itch that you're looking for right
0: yeah, I still really like the surfaces and I'm really interested in them, yeah. but as a tablet, I think the Tab S6 suits my purposes better. Yeah,
1: I think we should talk about that again if you ever decide to consider replacing your desktop and or a laptop. So, yeah. Um, price-wise, do you mind? Are you willing to share how much you spent on your combo for the Tab S6? Yeah,
0: so... Um, so I'm going to return the keyboard cover, and I might actually make money on the deal. Not make money, because I still spent money on the whole bundle, but the the bundle deal was you get the keyboard cover for half off. But looking at it, it looks like I got the Tab S6 for 579 which is, hmm. you know, that's looks like where the discount was applied. So if I return the keyboard cover, I'll get the full 179 back. Huh. I'm happy with that. Yeah,
1: I'll be curious to know if that actually happens. Where'd you get it from again?
0: Uh Amazon. But Samsung had the same deal on their website sure. um for the bundle. Okay. The keyboard cover was considered half off. I ended up buying from Amazon yeah. for reasons. So it looks like five seventy nine for the tablet and then one seventy nine for the book cover. But yeah, really it would have been like six fifty and then ninety, you know, however they shake it out.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if, bas- I, I ran some numbers here real quick, and looking at, basically, if you were to go to Best Buy today without the special deal that you got, you'd be spending $650 on the Tab S6, that's 128 gigabytes, that includes the pen, uh, if you wanted to get the book cover, that's uh, $180, that's a that's a lot of money for that boy. Uh um, quite a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I... Apple's is as well. I I personally didn't spend that. I'm pretty happy about that. But anyway, um, you know, grand total walking out the door with what you have in hand right now, you'd be spending $830. Um, Correct. The closest comparison would be the Surface Pro 6, the previous generation. Not on sale. So I know you can get them on sale right now because the Surface Pro 7 is coming out. The i5 version... And I'm assuming the i5 version is comparable to the Snapdragon 855. I don't know that whether positive or negative. It's uh, so at 6.99. Te- uh, the pen is 99 because it's not included. The type cover is 99 as well, and so grand total would be 8.99 for that. Uh, for that. So that's a yeah. pretty comparable cost actually, like to the point mm-hmm. where. Honestly, if someone's considering replacing their laptop and replacing their old iPad or replacing some old Samsung old Samsung tablet, um, you know, maybe I would probably steer them towards that especially if they want to get one device to replace two. But here's here's the big thing to think about as well, which is the iPad Air. So the I I think the most comparable product in apple's lineup is actually the ipad air not necessarily the ipad pro but the ipad air uh 256 gigabyte tablet is 650 dollars, and the pen is 99 the type cover is 160 grand total of 910 for that device again not on sale frequently you can find these bad boys on sale so it's actually not too bad of a price difference between the two and that gets you twice the amount of storage yeah Yeah,
0: and really if
1: if you were just
0: considering the base tablet it's essentially the same the only difference is you don't get a pen out of the box with the ipad air yes so yeah it's very close and yeah that's why i've been very confused at all the comparisons between the tab s6 and the ipad pro Mm -hmm. is that they're in they're in different realms
1: yeah so, I guess, I don't know, it's tough, because the thing is, the, iP- the Tab S6 is definitely the best Android tablet available, and the iPad Pro is definitely the best iPad available, but the I-, I honestly think the iPad Pro is a different beast entirely, um, because in all technicality, the Tab S6 is running a phone processor, the iPad Air is also running a phone processor. The iPad Pro is not running a phone processor. Fortunately, we don't have a big enough fan base for me to get in trouble with that sen- sentence, but it, I mean, fight me. It's not the same. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: you can email us at seekanddefine at gmail.com if you want to scream at Brett.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the uh, Tab S6 obviously wins on a value perspective, especially since you got such a great deal on it. So. Wrapping it up, honest to God, my opinion all comes down to the fact that the app ecosystem is just so strong on the iPad. And I feel very strongly that it is a dramatically better app ecosystem than the Android tablet ecosystem. I know I'm not alone on that. And I also don't know if that really matters too much either, though. So what are your final thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, well, I've heard the same from um, artists, Heard the same thing from them that they generally prefer the iPads for those use cases, yeah. and I've also heard the same in some circles for uh, photo, audio, video editing. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to have to defer to you and those people on that. Uh, that that may be true.
1: But if so, you don't care, that's fine. Like I mean, if yeah, you like if you exactly. like the Tab S6, that's that's what you like, and the Android
0: ecosystem. Itself has a lot of upside, so there's a whole lot of subjectivity here, which brings us full
1: circle onto why we're doing this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. I think. Got it. I look forward to you seeing the iPad Pro that I'm going to be bringing over to your house today. Uh huh. And I'll, you know, that'll be a final non-recorded. Part of this conversation to see if that swings you at all on you know the capabilities of the iPad, but
0: yeah, if during our next episode I suddenly have an iPad, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a follow up. Yeah. of all follow ups, that'd be a big
1: follow up. <laughs> I'm more or less just trying to share my thoughts because I feel very passionate about uh, the app ecosystem. The acu- I have not had really almost any remorse getting rid of my MacBook and getting an iPad instead, but you're not really Mm -hmm. looking to do that either. So, so currently closing out this episode, uh, let's talk about our plans for the rest of the year. Um, and and I think also one quick kind of like, uh, housekeeping note as well. I, I think early on in this series, we were calling this show podcast pilots and, uh, active discourse was a part of podcast pilots. Um, podcast pilots was just another interesting invention by me and we'll see what happens with that. But I think that this show, I, I like doing this show a lot. I like doing this show a lot, a lot, a lot. And the idea of podcast pilots was that it was a opportunity to try out all sorts of different shows, see what works, see what doesn't work. This show works. There's no question about it. This show. I don't really care for it. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I guess I need to go back to the drawing board then. Um, but this show works. This show is, in all technicality, the first show to be successful in the podcast pilot's ecosystem. But really, in all actuality, you know, it was never a pilot because this show was always going to be successful. I've wanted to talk about technology with you, Bo, for a long time. This yeah, I mean, we have off-air anyway for, like, years. Right, exactly. So... so this show is not called podcast pilots anymore. This, this, I I will probably end up rebooting podcast pilots eventually, possibly when I have more time on my hands, but this, uh, this show is not podcast pilots anymore. The feed that you're in is active discourse is only active discourse. We'll talk about podcast pilots someday down the line. If it ever comes back into existence, but for now, thank you for listening to active discourse. Um, The next shows that we're going to do is... We're going to do monthly shows for at least the rest of the year. We'll discuss again our schedule in January. uh, But we're going to do another show in November. We're going to do another show in December. In November, we're going to do our year in review. So we're going to be maybe a little early. Most podcasts out there are doing their year in review in December. I want to do it in November because in December... I want to start talking about 2020, our plans for 2020, the things that we want to buy, the things that we want to do, and everything else in between. So,
0: And 2020 is really shaping up to look exciting. So yes, it I'm is. looking forward to it.
1: Yes, it is. So I want to have one last surprise for you. Okay, so you gave me a surprise in the last episode. I'm going to give you a surprise now. It's payback time. I am curious to know, and this is actually a challenge. You talked a lot about on this episode what different apps are available, and you talked very briefly about audio creation and audio editing apps. I want to have an outro theme, essentially, just a simple kind of techie theme. And it runs for maybe about a minute, uh, anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute or so. So I got to make a banger on my tablet. So uh, that's your challenge?
0: Yeah. So today we covered the Galaxy Tab S6. November we'll be doing a year in review of 2019. And in December we'll have another show talking about plans for 2020 and looking forward to the year ahead. So this has been Active Discourse. I'm Bo. And I'm Brett. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.